0: fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever and with fishing booker you can experience it too no matter where you are discover your next adventure on fishing booker
1: hello and welcome to the truth from the stand deer hunting podcast i'm your host clint campbell and you're listening to episode number 103 Brought to you by Wicked Tree Gear. Today we're bringing you another DIY report episode and I'm joined once again by Greg Godfrey of Tethered and we're talking saddle climbing methods, so stay tuned. All right. All right. What is up, everyone? Happy Wednesday to you. Hope everyone out there is doing well. I am just freshly back from ATA, actually just off the plane here, probably just a couple hours. got home. Uh, as you can probably tell, my voice is a little worse for wear. I always tend to catch the... Uh, the trade show, um, creeping ninja, if you will. While I'm while i out, there's a lot of handshaking going on. There's a lot of late nights, which doesn't do the immune system good. But nonetheless, we are we are back in the saddle and ready to uh, ready to roll. I'm not going to belabor the upfront here. Uh, John and I at some point will do a, an an ATA recap. But today we're bringing back. This is the first installment of the DIY report. For 2019 and uh, pretty stoked to bring it so I know the previous podcast that we had uh, I had done with Greg Godfrey uh, from tethered and we talked a lot about my experience as a newbie uh, or a rookie saddle hunter um, and just kind of give you my perspective on the, the pros the cons the things that I you know had challenges with things that I thought worked really well and overall just the the, the utilization of the, of the system and the saddle as an approach to to mobile hunting. Um so that was the the past episode if you haven't listened to that go back and check that out I think it's uh gives some decent perspective for anyone out there who's new to saddle hunting or who's thinking of getting into it um who who wants some questions answered I think I covered a lot of the or Greg and I both covered a lot of the a lot of the things that people will probably want to know as a as a newbie um uh, but today what we're doing is I'd mentioned in that podcast you know one of the big things that I want to change this year or look to upgrade is in you know, my climbing method. So, you know, saddle hunting by its nature is, is a really kind of compact light and, and mobile system. Um, I think as you get into saddle hunting, you kind of look for ways to continue to refine it. I think we do that even, you know, even when we're not saddle hunting, we're always as bow hunters, we're always kind of looking, um, you know, to tweak our gear, to make it more quiet, make it a little more stealthy, make it quicker in and out of the tree and so on and so forth. So that's Really kind of my charge for 2019 and what I've been thinking a lot about in my saddle approach was, you know, for this first year, I really just used my lone wolf sticks to get in and out because I was familiar with them. Um, I knew how to use them. I could set them up quickly. Um, Not a big deal, but there is some added weight there. You know, each each stick, you know, I think is just a little over two pounds. You add the, I did rope mods on mine, so they're just a little lighter. I think, you know, after you get the ropes and stuff on them, just a little over two pounds. Um so you know carrying four sticks, you know, you're looking at close to ten pounds worth of worth of sticks that you're carrying. So what I'm trying to think about is, you know, how can I reduce my bulk? Um they're not the easiest things to carry into the timber. I typically just pack them or strap them to you know a western style hunting pack and and, and take them into the timber that way. But if I can get you know lighter um the better, especially for any of those longer, longer hikes. So I'm looking at a couple of different um, options for me personally to to move into for 2019 um, to, to to reduce the the weight and reduce the bulk and hopefully increase my speed in getting into the uh, into my tree and into my saddle or onto the platform rather. Um, and Greg and I are going to cover a bunch of those. Is you know if you've scoured YouTube or you know uh, the saddle hunter forum, saddlehunting dot com hunter or hunting dot com. Um, there's a ton of different options out there uh, for ways to get into your set on and different climbing methods. And there's been a few recently that piqued my interest. I'm by no means an expert when it comes to those things. So I wanted to bring on Greg, who's been doing this a long time and has a lot of perspective and has tried most all these, if not all these different approaches to, to to climbing. So as I'd mentioned in the, at the end of the last episode, this part here was really something that we recorded during the last session. So this was is kind of like a part two of that, of that conversation. So you'll kind of pick up um, this conversation kind of in midstream as we get into the climbing method portion of that discussion. So uh, before we do all that uh, and jump into the conversation, let's take a quick second to talk about our partners that continue to help us make this podcast possible. We are brought to you by Wicked Tree Gear, the longest, lastest, fastest cutting, toughest tree trimming equipment you have ever used, simply put. The toughest saws on earth. How tough are they? Tough enough to come with a lifetime warranty. Right now, when you visit wickedtreegear.com, use the promo code Truth at checkout, and you'll get 20% discount on your wicked purchase. We're also brought to you by Exodus Outdoor Gear. The new Exodus Trek is a byproduct of all the consumer voices who have been excited about what Exodus Trail Cameras has to offer but just can't fit a $20 or $200 camera in their budgets and that's okay a budget friendly camera backed by the industry's leading warranty is now here the Trek comes in at $145 it is the same proprietary shell design as the Lift series camera same 5-year warranty set 0.7 second trigger speed all with a simple single line backlit LED display and you also get about 20,000 images on one set of lithium batteries which is Pretty badass. If you'd like to learn more about Exodus Trail Cameras, check them out at exodusoutdoorgear.com. If you like what you are seeing, save yourself 20 bucks and use the promo code TRUTH at checkout. We're also brought to you by Tecumani Seed. Everything is bigger and better in Texas. If you have food plots and you want some spring green up, now is a great time to start thinking about doing some frost seeding and at least start making plans for that. Hell Maybe even pick up a little seed to get prepared for it. So, no matter if you're in the South Midwest or Northeast, Tecumseh Seed has your food plot needs covered. Visit Tecumseh.com and check out their product selector tool to help pick the right seed for your food plot needs. Use promo code Truth at checkout and save yourself twenty bucks. So now, without further ado, let's jump into this week's DIY report. So, as you mentioned, man, it's you know we're gonna shift gears here really quickly, and we're going to talk about some different climbing methods. As I'd mentioned. You know, when you were interviewing me, um, you know this year I used a, you know stick method because that was what I had available to me. Um, it was also what was familiar to me, and I think a lot of times that that might even be an app you know an apt place to, for folks who are new to it to start, just to kind of keep some of the familiarity that you and I were were talking about. But. You know, as with saddle hunting and with, you know, folks out there, if you're getting engaged, just getting engaged in saddle hunting, you'll find it's like part of the addiction is, um, is the, the constant, not constant that you have to, but the constant that you want to tweak your gear and, and kind of continuously evolve it to make it lighter, faster, quieter, stealthier, better. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of what you're looking, looking to do. So with that, you know, in mind my goal for this year is to really kind of lighten my setup or lighten my pack, if you will, like holistically and try to make things simpler for me, quicker, and just a little bit more, more agile. So I started to think about tweaking the, you know, the setup for next year and, and really kind of first went to what's the, what's my biggest pain point at the moment. And my biggest pain point is just my climbing method. Cause I've been using sticks and I know there are more, you know, better climbing ways out there that could be lighter and as, as effective. So, you know, I guess, If we, if, and tell, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Greg, like I want to start with, you know, like some type of aider and I know there's things out there called a nader and a suader. So from my perspective as a newbie, I'm looking at that going, like if I'm going to change my climbing method setup is going with some type of aider, like the next logical step that would make it easier to, to, or, or I guess lighter to get into, but isn't any more challenging than what sticks would be.
2: The short answer is yes. Yeah. Ader is absolutely unequivocally, without a doubt, 100% the way to go. I mean, I have tried, purchased, sold, used extensively every single climbing method you can imagine. Uh, Even stuff that was super sketchy and I had no business doing it. Um, And what I have default well not defaulted to, but what I have kind of settled into is really two different climbing methods. Um, the first one being uh, climbing spurs. If you can use them if it's legal if you're on private land or public land where they're legal, which it's actually a it's actually a um, a lot of people are misguided and they think that it's you know public land automatically means, Climbing spurs are illegal. That's not the case. They are legal here in Georgia. They're legal in different states that I've hunted. Um, you just have to know if they're legal in your area. So if, if they're legal on public land in your area, or if you're hunting primarily p- private land, I would say climbing spurs are the way to go. They're the lightest, fastest, quietest, easiest. There's just no downsides. Um So that's number one. That's where I would start. And then where I have settled on um, at least this whole season, I have used nothing but on uh, places when I'm trying to use my, you know, quote unquote, public land legal method. I have only used wild edge steps with a aider this season. And that's that's something because normally I'm alternating between my lone wolf sticks, my muddy sticks I'm using, uh, I've used the one stick method. I've used, I've used it all, man. And, and for me to use one climbing method exclusively all year long, it's, that's something. And the the wild edge step, if you're not familiar with them, it's a it's a single step item as opposed to a climbing stick where you you know you strap one stick to the tree and you get three steps. The wild edge step is a single step, so you tie on however many however many you need to get as high as you want to hunt. But with the system that I kind of developed and use with a bunch of folks on saddlehunter.com, um, I use the wild edge step combined with a nader which is a single-step aider that you attach to your knee, and a five-step climbing aider um, made by a mountain climbing company, Black Diamond or CMI, any any five-step climbing aider. Um, that's what I'm using, and for me, it's it, it's the best way to climb, and it's totally public land legal. It's only It only weighs five pounds, and I'm a short guy, and I'm, I'm only 5'7", and I can get to nearly four, uh, excuse me, nearly 30 feet with only four wild edge steps in my aider. so the whole, the whole kit fits in a tiny little day pack. Hmm. It only weighs five pounds and it's quiet. It's fast. It's effective. Um, for me, that's the way to go. Now there's lots of options. I mean, we've, we've kind of touched on all of them and you kind of said it uh, here at the beginning, at the outset of this section is that, Sticks, climbing sticks, whether it be a lone wolf stick, a muddy stick, a bee stick, a a hawk helium stick, there's lots of sticks out there. And to me, they all have pros and cons, but it's probably the most idiot-proof way to go. I mean, they're pretty simple, but when you start talking about reducing your weight, reducing your bulk, getting further back away from a road and and lugging that stuff in there, that's when guys start looking at ways to reduce those climbing sticks and the natural progression is to add an aider to it like mm-hmm. you did because then you can, you know, now all of a sudden you only need three climbing sticks because you've got that aider on it so you're getting an extra 2 feet per stick which now allows you to get to the height you want to hunt. Right. Um and then then you can move further with adding longer aiders there for a couple of seasons i was using a muddy sticks um, which is a shorter stick you know that's only a 20 inch stick but i was using a four-step aider on every single stick oh, wow. so yeah and i was able to get to you know 24 feet um and do it comfortably and easily on pretty much any tree in the woods that's what i i hunted with those for a couple of seasons before I found the wild edge Aider method. And that's what I used all this season. And I was super happy with it.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Cause that's kind of what I was looking at to make the move to was actually <clears throat> was using either sticks or a wild edge, um, you know, steps or like two sticks or something like that. And then using a, um, four or five step, you know, whatever it was, the black Alpine climbing, uh, climbing aider. i started looking around on Amazon at those and they're not that expensive. I want to say they're like most expensive probably like 40 bucks yeah you can pick them up
2: all day for 20 30
1: bucks yeah yeah so that was really what i was kind of thinking of moving to but i've seen some like other methods like i'm just curious what your take is on some of these like the like i've watched guys use a one stick method so can you kind of explain what the one stick method is and like pros and cons to that
2: yeah, the one stick method is very effective. It's ultra light, it works. It's slower and it's a little bit more labor intensive. So basically, um imagine you've got one lone wolf stick with a long aider or a two two or three step aider attached to the bottom of it. And what you would do is you attach it as high as you can reach on the ground, then you'd climb up as high as you can reach and then you would tether yourself to the tree uh using your tether uh, with your saddle. And then hang right there off to the side of your stick. So you're completely off the stick. You're just hanging on the tree. Then you grab the stick, move it up the tree, climb back on the stick, climb up and repeat. So you basically, right. as you climb up the tree, you tether yourself you know, five, six, seven times to the tree, all the while moving that stick up incrementally so you can get higher. It's labor intensive. Um, it takes a little bit longer. But it's very effective. Uh, it works. It works very well. Um, but it, it, it's it's a little clunky for me, and
1: mm-hmm.
2: it, it was a little long for me. I know guys that swear by it, and it's all that they use. Now, in, in Georgia, in the early season, I'm sweating like a whore in church right. um, if I were <laughs> using that. So I, it, I went away from it just because it just takes so much longer than the other methods. But it's a really good method. It's safe. You're tethered to the tree the whole time, so you, you really can't fall. Um, the, the one downside, uh, for the one stick method that I've heard is that I, I do know guys that have dropped it as they've been climbing. And, um, that's been an issue now. I mean, you can obviously fix that by tying a little piece of 550 cord to your hip or something and to the stick. So, so, you know, you've got it tethered to you so you don't drop it. But, um, other than that, it's a, it's a good method. And if you, if you're hunting in a place where you you're not hunting in 90 degree swamps it's probably a much more viable method than it would be for me so for like you in the in the early season um yeah you know, i'm assuming you're you're hunting what like the 60s 70s in the early season
1: yeah i mean yeah if i'm gonna go out to hunt it's like i'm not gonna hunt out i'm not gonna hunt if it's much warmer than that put it that way
2: yeah. Yeah. So you're going to run into, you know, a similar scenario to where you might work up a pretty good sweat doing that method just because it's a little bit more physically demanding. Not that it's hard, but right. it's more physically demanding than just strapping on four sticks and
1: climbing up. So right.
2: it works. Um, and another one that's kind of in the same vein is the
1: SRT. If- I was actually just going to ask about that But before we move to the SRT, because I, yeah. I definitely want to hear about that one. Like, so, because I'm thinking of using, you know, a single stick four or five step aider, right. Some kind of, you know, al- black Alpine climbing aider or something like that. Yep. Um, but I'm probably going to use the stick to get off the ground first. And then I'm actually going to use um, just the aider itself around the tree or, you know, some type of um, tether with a carabiner on it to clip the aider to, and then just climb the rest of the tree with the aider. So almost doing like a combination of like the one stick method, but just with an aider uh, essentially. Yep. Um, is there any downside to using like a four or five step aider in terms of like when you get into some crooked trees, some trees that are tilting until you get up to climbing height? Is there any kind of wonkiness there?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, that's, that's one of the cons to the aider style climbing method because you're, you're, what you're really depending on is gravity swinging you into the tree. And Mm -hmm. the way I do it is I get my foot, my boot as deep into the step of the aider as possible. Because that just makes it easier to climb, and it also helps me dig that boot into the tree, which keeps me from moving side to side. Okay. However, if you're trying to fight gravity and the tree is leaning, it's it's really difficult with an aider. Right. Um, so yeah, that's definitely a con.
1: Hmm. All right. Now, now we can move on to the SRT because that was one thing that I just recently looked at um, this past week, and it, it's I'm really kind of intrigued by it um, because I like the idea of not carrying any sticks or anything in. Um, and I, 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 and I like the idea of repelling out. Um, yes. so I definitely want to hear your thoughts on the SRT method and, you know, so let's start with, before we jump into like some of the pros and cons and stuff. So what is the SRT method?
2: So SRT stands for single rope technique and it's essentially, it's an arborist method of climbing trees. So what you would do is you would get a climbing rope up high into a tree, you know, however high you want to climb, you know. 15 to 30 feet depending on you know what your preference is and then you essentially use some some climbing gear ascenders um and some other other climbing gear that to move up that single rope now i'm not very experienced with srt i've tried it a couple times but i've never actually used it in a hunting scenario the guys that seem to really like srt um they tend to not do it so much in a mobile setup, but more in a preset setup. So, right, yeah, uh, they'll go out in the preseason and preset a few trees with with, um, with a five fifty cord paracord. Mm-hmm. So that way, when they get to the tree and they're ready to hunt it, all they have to do is tie their tie their actual climbing rope to that to that uh, five fifty cord, pull it up, and then they can climb the rope. Because the setup process with s with an SRT system is it, it can be pretty annoying. You've got to throw your rope up into the tree. Mm -hmm. So if it's, if you're trying to hit a branch or something that's 20 feet up there, it can be hard to hit, you know, if there's several limbs in the tree, it can be hard to get it over there. And, um, that was my experience trying to do it in the backyard. I was like, I would never be able to do this in a mobile scenario in the dark. And that's kind of, that's kind of like my, my Turing test, uh, you know, for, for climbing method is can I do it in the dark? Um, somewhere I've never been before. And I would not in any way, shape or form want to do SRT in the dark where I've never been before.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I watched a, a, a YouTube videos where I kind of, you know, I, I learned of the method um, and was like, man, this is kind of interesting. And the way this guy was doing it, it was, he kind of said the same thing. He, he likes to go out and preset some trees and stuff. Um, but what he would do if he was hunting mobiles, he had a little bag filled with like lead shot that weight mm-hmm. you know whatever had a little bit of weight to it so he could throw that that had like some 550 cord onto it or, or some other type of like really thin you know cord um on the back side of it however many feet you know i don't know how long it, <clears throat> how long it was necessary it's probably pretty close to 20 foot i guess and another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check
2: planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading
2: the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: He'll throw that bag up over a branch. That way he has something with a little weight. And the same concept that you were talking about with having 550 cord up over there to start with. He would throw that over and then tie off the rope to it and then pull the rope over the limb and then yep. you know make that's a, the process yeah yeah and he would do it that way um but i like the idea of going in and pre-setting some places um you now know the with,
2: guys that do that swear by it because then you're walking in with a climbing rope and a, f- a few mechanical climbing devices ascenders and etc like a Petzl Grigri or yeah you know some just some climbing apparatus and and it's not terribly hard to do it. I mean to be honest, you can do SRT if you had it preset. I mean, you could be up the tree in just a matter of minutes and it's yeah. not it's not very physically taxing. It's fairly easy to do. So, it's a good system if you if you want to go with, you know, the preset and the the repelling down is just uh, it's the bee's knees, man. I, when I was when I was first learning how to climb with uh, spurs, I didn't like climbing down the tree with my tree spurs, so mm-hmm. I would repel down. Uh, I carried a 40-foot piece of rope, and I just re- would rappel down. And I'm telling you, man, you feel like a freaking Green Beret when you do that. It's awesome. <laughs> it's fun.
1: Nice. That was kind of what caught my attention because, like, I was telling someone – actually, I was telling uh, uh, the Urban Bowhunter when we were talking, or the Urban Bowman when we were talking, um, like, I I hate getting out of the tree at night, like, I just when I'm using sticks because I'm always – fearful that I'm gonna not I'm going to miss a stick and smack my smack my face off the tree. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's like and so especially when it gets really, really cold and I can't feel my feet because then I can't really feel the stick underneath my boots and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So it's always just makes it a little unnerving when you're climbing out in the dark. Your feet are super cold. You can't see, you know, and like you can't really feel what's underneath you. I was like, man, repelling would just solve all that where I just kind of like zip down. Then you're out of the tree. You're done. You yank your yank your rope and you're out you know what yep. i mean i was like there's no like packing up you know sticks or anything like that it's just like jam the rope in your bag and you're out you know so. and it
2: works too i mean it works it's fun it's fast it's efficient it works it's light i mean it the, the the worst part about rappelling down is getting your rope back out of the tree and packing it back up and i mean depending on the tree that's super easy so yeah um there were a few times where like I was hunting in a swamp and the rope like like all fell into the swamp and so now I'm I'm lugging out this swamp smelly rope and uh, that wasn't fun. But I mean other than that, you know, there's not a whole lot of cons to repelling down. I mean it's it's very safe if you buy the right equipment and mm-hmm. you know you're you're in your saddle, which you know already supports many thousands of pounds, so you don't even have to bring any extra gear. Yeah. Um there it's a safe way to do it, um and it's it's very like I said, it's fast, it's efficient. It really does work. Um, it's just some. It's just personal preference at that point. Um, I got to where I was so comfortable with my spurs that now I can climb down with my spurs just you know almost as fast as I can rappel down. So yeah. I got to where I just got to where I didn't want to lug the forty the forty foot of climbing rope because it's not insignificant. You know, right. it's a yeah. it's fairly bulky um, to bring that in with you. And so, um, but like I said, for probably a full year. A full season. That's what I was doing. I was rappelling down, and I really, really liked it. It's fun.
1: Before we continue our conversation, let's talk about Wicked Tree Gear saws. Hardcore deer hunters need tools that can keep up. We don't baby our gear; take it on whatever Mother Nature dishes out. Check out Wicked Tree Gear handsaws and pull saws at wickedtreegear.com. Use promo code TRUTH to save yourself twenty percent on your next Wicked purchase with free ground shipping, and get a saw that's tough enough to work as hard as you hunt. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think I'll probably set a couple of preset trees this year with some five fifty cord like you were talking about and give it a whirl and some presets. You should do it. You know, you really should. It's fun. Just because I would like to it, it would just be kind of nice to be able to have that luxury, um, to climb that way and repel that way just in some, you know, places where I know that I'm gonna hunt. Probably back at like the family farm or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and then I think for me I'm probably gonna go with like some type of stick or wild edge step or something like that with it with a five a five step eight to uh to use otherwise just because it'd be a little lighter um, than the sticks that I'm using. The other thing I thought about too was using and also using my sticks and like even in pre-hung you know, scenarios where I can just kind of hang two sticks at the top, you know what I mean? Take the two off the bottom and then hang two more sticks at the top of another tree and take the, and then just leave them there and then just use the aider to get up to those two sticks and then climb the rest of the way on the sticks. That way I, have Dude, like, I do that a lot. Yeah. I
2: have a lot of trees set up like that on public land mm-hmm. where I'll buy the, uh, the cheap, like, um, Uh, sportsman's guide, um, sticks. So they're super heavy. Um, I mean, comparatively to, to a mobile climbing stick, they're super heavy. I would never use them in a mobile setup, but I'll take those and do exactly what you just said. I will bring in a stick with an aider on it. So I'm getting up to like six, seven feet off the ground. And then from there, I'll strap on those other climbing sticks, and I'll leave them in the woods year round. Yep. That way, all I have to do is carry that lone wolf stick and and an aider, and I can yep. go to you know, four or five different trees and be up in just a matter of moments. And nobody yep. else can hunt my stand.
1: Yep, exactly. So that was kind of my that was kind of my plan. So those were. Those were the couple uh climbing methods that I was kind of thinking of off the top of my head that I wanted to talk to you about. Is there, are there any other ones? I mean, I know, I think we talked about in the past, like the ability, or maybe that was with uh, Johnny Eberhardt, you know, you know, haul, you know, drilling into a tree, setting some, some posts, you know, with, with, with screws or not screws, but bolts and stuff like that. Like that's, that's a way yep. that you can do it kind of quickly or whatever, but are there any other like really light and more specifically mobile methods that I'm missing that, that I should consider this year?
2: No, we pretty much hit it. I mean, the, the preset game is really, is really nice. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you can go in, like, which you, you brought up John Eberhart I mean, John Eberhardt's whole method revolves around going in, in the springtime, you know, before green up and presetting all of those trees. So yep. he doesn't, he doesn't like to hunt mobile. He calls it freelance hunting and yeah. he doesn't like to hunt freelance. He likes to go in and do all of his prep work ahead of time and prep all of his trees. And in a perfect world, that's a great way to do it especially with a guy like him that's been hunting the same properties or the same general area you know he's got hundreds of trees prepped at any given time that he could go and climb um i'm not in that scenario so i end up finding you know i find myself doing a lot more mobile run and gun you know one and done kind of hunts and yeah for me um there's a lot of really viable methods and when i say that i'm picking you know a wild edge step and a aider it's not like the other methods suck it's just for me and how picky i am with what with my gear that's just what works for me but a lone wolf stick you know three or four of those with a single aider on the bottom like you use this season that's Mm -hmm. a really good method for most people you know if you're only gonna do it, you know, every now and again, that's a great way. You know, if you start to get to where you're hunting mobile, you know, most of the time, then you're probably going to go through the evolution that you found yourself going through, you know, and wanting to get it lighter, faster, stronger, better kind of deal. Um, but I, you know, my advice to someone that's looking to get started would be to, um, go with a stick or if you're a little bit more adventurous, get the wild edge stepladder, um, that's my favorite system right now it's the wild edge step letter and a uh, five step Aider, and uh, combine that with a nader right. um, and I did a video on that on my channel so folks can look at it and you can see exactly what we're talking about because a nader is really a that's a word it's a made-up word that I made up uh, <laughs> some some dude took a, his name was Peter on the saddlehunter.com forum he uh, he took a, a single step aider and he strapped it to his knee with a little metal hook. Um, and I was like, Oh, it's a nader, and it kind of stuck. So people call that the nader Now it's not even a real thing, um, nice. but that's uh yeah, that's, that's my preferred methods. And we, we really didn't miss too many. I mean, we talked about one stick and SRT and we talked about wild edge steps and sticks and presets with bolts and screw in steps. They all have their place. I mean, they mm-hmm. really do. It's like, don't limit yourself to just one style of hunting, you know, try to do them all. I mean, I have trees prepped with bolts from the, from the ground all the way up to 25 feet, I have ones where they're all where they start at seven foot, and I, I carry a stick in with me. I have trees that I hunt that I just use spurs, and then I have trees where I've got 20 foot stick ladders from Walmart that you know are sitting there. I never move them, so yep. there don't you don't have to be limited to one one style of climbing. There's lots of good options out there. You just need to tailor it to you know, the specific hunt and what you're trying to accomplish.
1: Yeah. That's a good point, man. Cause I think, you know, for me, it's like, I need to do a better job of in places where I have the opportunity to do some preset stuff. You know, I, I need to take advantage of that. My challenge is, is I end up, I mean, I like to hunt mobile cause I like to be able to move, but I also hunt mobile out of necessity. Just, you know, just like any other working normal dude that try to get out and hunt as often as he can. It's like, you know, between like some of the habitat work I do on our family property and stuff like that. It's like, I don't always have time to go out and preset trees and, and and stuff like that. That's usually like the last thing that's on my list to do (laughs) is to go out and do that, which is why I end up hunting mobile. I think this year, I think I, I preset or pre prepped, um, one tree this year and I hunted out of it one time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, um, I don't know I, I enjoy the mobile aspect of it um, you know I, I kind of like it um, but I definitely I think going forward I need to I need to put a little bit more emphasis on having some some kind of pre-prep trees that make life a little easier for myself come fall so
2: I think so too I'm a big fan of the presets and this past this past spring you know I end up doing it a lot of uh, I do a lot of my presets before turkey season so mm-hmm. like February March time frame and I preset this past year, I got into a lease because I, my son is 12 and I hunting mobile with a kid is very difficult. So I got into a lease that's close to my house and, and with the sole purpose of setting it up to where he could hunt with me. Right. And so I went out and I preset like seven or eight trees Mm -hmm. and only one of them ended up being productive. Uh, two of them, I didn't even hunt the first time for actually hunted one of those trees tonight. So that's, that's only there's one left that I preset in the spring that I didn't even get back to hunt because right. I'm like you, I like to move around and explore new ground and yep. I like to get in my kayak and, and go and hunt that way. So, right. but it's nice to have those preset methods. And, um, like for instance, the two that paid off this year, I mean, I killed, I killed two bucks from two preset trees. Nice. So, um, yeah, so I'll keep those two in the other, five or six that i set up i'll yank them down this spring and i'll move them somewhere else and you know i'm my goal this year is to add three or four more so i'll have probably 12 sets uh preset ready to go and hopefully i can just keep building that that inventory up over the years and you know eventually get to where i'm a little Eberhart clone and i've got hundred spots. nice
1: nice there there'll be worse clones to be if if you're going to be a clone you know what i'm oh, saying for sure yeah he's a killer. Yeah. So, hey, man, that's uh we've covered a lot of ground here today, man. We covered all the newbie stuff for me. We covered a bunch of new climbing methods. Uh, if there's nothing else to add, man, if you wouldn't mind, just uh, remind folks where they can find out more about you, more about Tethered, and can, uh, and can get some of that product in their hands.
2: Yeah, so it's super easy to find us. We are Tethered Nation. Um, we spell it a little weird, spell it T-E-T-H-R-D, and that seemed like a really – unique and creative thing in the beginning and now it's like i have to explain it every time i talk about it so i don't know if that worked (laughs) out in the end but we're tethered nation we're we're like really the only saddle company in the world that was built by saddle hunters we were born from the saddlehunter.com community um a bunch of us that had been diying stuff and pushing, pushing the community forward for years, we kind of all got together and said, Hey man, this is, this is kind of BS. We got to look on Craigslist and eBay and, and forums to find the stuff that we need. And then we got to go in the garage and hack it up with tools to make it work for us. We said, this is BS, man. So we, we decided we were going to make our own stuff. And so that's where Tethered came from. And, um, so we've got some, pretty awesome products. You can check that out. And then if you want to learn more about saddle hunting, the number one resource in the world is saddlehunter.com. Um, any question you could possibly imagine that has to do with saddle hunting can be answered there. Um, and then finally, I guess last but not least is my YouTube channel. I have put a ton of time into building content to, with just the, the, the motive of helping people learn about saddle hunting. So I've got I've got stuff covering bridges and lineman belts and climbing methods and and how to get comfortable and leaning and sitting and tethers and pretty much everything you can imagine that has to do with saddle hunting. I've probably got a video on there about it. So it's really helpful to go and see this stuff as opposed to just hearing about it because if you don't know what a nader or a suede or a tether or a lineman belt or a ropeman one is, then it's a lot easier to see a picture of it and let me show you how it works. So G2 Outdoors is the YouTube channel, and that's a super helpful resource Um as well hopefully that covers it man
1: yeah dude it's i i can attest man it's like the the information there is killer that's where i've kind of learned even before you and i met that was where i was going to kind of find out information and get familiar with, you know, saddle hunting and the different tools and, you know, gear and stuff that you use in order to kind of to to pull it off. So I urge anyone out there that's listening that is considering making the swap. Number one, if you know, if you make the swap, you're not gonna regret it. Um so I, I you know implore you to kinda of at least check it out. you you know you'd be doing yourself a great disservice if you just if you dismiss it. Um, and, the, and if you would like to learn more, all the places that Greg mentioned are places that, you know, you're not going to find better resources to find the, the right information. So be sure to check those things out. Greg, my friend, thank you so much for coming on, man. It was fun. And you did a great job hosting. Ah,
2: I appreciate it, man. It's always fun to come on the uh, Truth from the Saddle podcast.
1: <laughs> awesome, man. Thanks. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you. All right, folks, that is a wrap for today's show. I'd like to thank Greg for joining us once again. If you have any questions about saddle hunting or climbing methods or whatever the case might be, be sure to visit tethered.com, their YouTube channel, their Instagram. Uh, Greg, of course, has the G2 Outdoors YouTube channel, which is killer. Um, Tons of information there, so be sure to check that out. And also, I'd mentioned in the upfront saddlehunter.com forum. You won't find a more helpful group of saddle hunters out there. Um, so I'd definitely check that out if you have any questions related to saddle hunting in general and then specifically about any you know climbing methods that we discussed today. I'll put other links to all those uh, you know specific places in the blog post show notes so you guys can easily find those and, and navigate to those places to get some info. Uh, we of course like to thank all of you for listening. and if you haven't yet, please head over to iTunes and leave us a five star rating. And while you're there, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. It would be super rad if you would do those two things for us. And before we shut this thing down, I just want to give a big shout-out to our partners that continue to help us make this podcast possible. Wicked Tree Gear, Exodus Outdoor Gear, Trophy Ridge, Ozonics, Obsession Bows, techamani Seed, Glacier Coolers, Ramcat Broadheads, Trophy Taker Rests, and Dead Down Wind. And until next time, we'll see y'all.
2: Nationalise yourself
0: in numbers, boy. Gotta get away from here. Gotta get away from here. Oh, 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 oh.